Home Depot and Lowe's and stuff, there's a toilet that literally shows a picture of nine billiard balls. And it's like, can flush up to nine, like flush nine billiard balls and it won't get clogged. And I'm like, if that's how much you need to flush, you got bigger problems than needing a new toilet. <laughs> Just, Jesus, like, what the hell? Welcome to the What's Up Reddit podcast. We fashion ourselves cinematic judge and jury. My name is JJ Carter. I'm here with my co-host, Mattson Heiner. Better red than dead. We appreciate you tuning in. Go ahead and hit that like, subscribe, follow, bell notification, all those fun buttons. Go ahead and click them, push them, do what you got to do with them so you can keep up with what we do. And we appreciate it because it helps grow the podcast. So as always, we love that. Yeah, me and Mattson, we're doing uh, Pause of Fury today. It was released July 15th, 2022. It was written by Ed Stone, Nate Hopper, and Mel Brooks because he's credited because of the movie that it's based on. And then it was directed by Chris Bailey, Mark Coates here, and Rob Minkoff again because of the previous. And then it stars Michael Sarah, Samuel L. Jackson, Ricky Gervais, Kylie Cuoco, Mel Brooks, George Takai, Gabriel Iglesias, Asif Manvi, Jamon Honsu, Michelle Yao. Which yeah. character was Mel Brooks? He was the Shogun. Oh, okay. <laughs> Stupid um, Shogun. Yep, 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 yep. So we'll talk about first. This is a kind of a fan request. So Dave Gold Snuff, as I talk, call him, I have a hard time calling him Dave or David, but he requested Blazing Saddles. And as a compromise, we're doing Pause of Fury because it's it's based on blazing saddles i mean almost like i said they had to give writing credits because of how many jokes are copied over from blazing saddles so this in well, fact the original like title is going to be blazing samurai we're entertaining uh well entertain we're going to do a patreon and, and that is a place to put something like that because we're not trying to get canceled but yeah. if you all want to see something like that because it sounds like it's really funny and i couldn't help thinking this whole time watching this i'm like i just need to watch Blazing Saddle because it's got to be better than this movie because they base this kind of off that movie and I probably would just like that better. Yeah, there's a lot of the of a certain racial epitaph. How about that? Sure, that's used. I mean, to an extreme amount because of anyway, it's satire and it's. But JJ, I think our audience wants to know, and they already know the answer to this question. But dogs or cats? Oh, dogs for me for sure. Multiple reasons. One. I'm allergic to Casey's even more allergic. Like she swells allergic up like a being not to dogs, but to cats, to cats. Yeah. Like her, her allergies to cats is insane. I was allergic to dogs when I was a kid, but we've, I've had a dog my whole life. So I just got used to it. But cats does me dirty that and they're grumpy and their nails and I feel bad declawing them. It annoys me to claw them. In fact, snuff, the one who requested this, has two cats and when we game it's the funniest thing to listen to him and we mess with him like i'll i'll meow into the microphone when we're playing to because he can't help but like he tries real hard but if he meows or if he says like food food they lose it and they crawl up on top of him and scratch him all to hell and it's funny to look because he's like get off me cats god damn it it's it's hilarious to listen to him but yeah he likes cats but i'm a dog guy jj loves dogs if our listeners don't know he has three dogs i do have three dogs Three beautiful dogs that definitely, you know, JJ has a dog though, if you're friends with him in real life, because his dog hair, (laughs) their hair travels. Yeah. Let me tell you that. 
my fur game is on point. <laughs> Whenever I left JJ's house, when I used to live in Utah, even when I visited him a couple of weeks ago, I knew I was leaving his house because like I got husky hair in me. Yep. And it doesn't matter beautiful. how much I vacuum my house. It is still all over the place. The yeah. worth the sacrifice. Oh, it is. They're fun. They're, they're fun. Well, jumping into this movie, what, uh, one thing that stood out to me, JJ, why do you think they decided to do two different animation styles when they were kind of doing flashback scenes? I was curious about that. I've um, never seen, honestly, I've never seen an, have I seen an animated movie really do that, that left the animation style that they were in? I was just curious about your opinion there because I don't remember a movie doing that before. Yeah, I think it just was to lean into the projector joke because that's one of the things that like mm-hmm. when they do replays, like it, they run it like a projector. And so it was, yeah, I think that was just to make sure to have that difference, at least in this movie, to continue with that joke and have that difference so that it looked like projector style feel to Mm -hmm. it or a less clean feel to it. Did you like how this movie made fun of itself for being a movie? Because I definitely didn't. I thought that was stupid. Yeah, I mean, there were some on the nose parts of that. but And we've talked about this before. Like, I'm not a huge fourth wall fan and technically if you're talking about the fact that you're in a movie you're breaking the fourth wall to a degree well, well they sure more than broke they showed well movie so that part though is directly from so that's from blazing saddles um, so there's this fight that like goes through this town and then it bleeds into the movie theater and then it rolls in and the crowd loses it and then it goes off to a different place so i mean when they say that this cartoon is like I mean, it's almost shot for shot, like joke for joke. Like there's some modernization of it because Blazing Saddles was like 1974. So there's some modernization of it. And there's obviously not the same overtones that are there, but the jokes are all there. And a lot of the same scenes are almost exactly so pulled from So in Blazing movie. Saddles, it's some overlord trying to get rid of a town like this? Yes, it's, it's in the Old West. And there's a railroad. They're building a railroad and it needs Uh. to run through the town. And so they're trying to get everybody to leave the town or to to empty the town. And so that's what. And then it turns in instead of just all the townsfolk, it's like all the railroad workers. Like the so it's all the different races in the movie. So in this one, it's just the townsfolk and then they come out and trick them. But in the in the movie, it's all the different races that are building the the railroad that come Mm. together. Because instead of a samurai, it's a sheriff. It's a white town, and they put a black sheriff in. And, uh, yeah. Interesting. Okay. Hijinks ensue. Did you find it odd? I I thought it was interesting that samurai were, like, the good people, and then ninjas happened to be the thieves. (laughs) I was like, well, that's a low blow to ninjas out there. Like, they're not (laughs) bad people. But, yeah, Yeah. I I thought that was interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah, so I thought I liked the interchangeability, like where it was just these random things. Like you had, like, especially when they were putting together the evil army and it was like, they had Vikings and they had like play by play announcers or whatever it was. Movie executives. That's what it was. Movie executives. So it was like all the, so that part, like how they translated that was really funny. The different boats kept coming through and crushing the other boats. The the sub Nazi one. Yeah, yeah, that was like uh, you just knew without even knowing, but you read black, gray submarine. You're like, yeah, I know what that is. Yeah, with the weird cat, like streamlined cat face on this this sign. Yeah, I thought that was pretty clever. But I thought what they really did well, the interactions between 
Jimbo, and I don't know why I can never remember his name. I remember the dog. Hank. But yeah. Hank. Yeah. Hank, the dog. And then Emiko, I think, the little girl. I just thought that was really funny, like, and how they interacted and it was just silly and fun. But at the same time, like, I love that they took, because one of the big things with Blazing Saddles is, is everybody gets offended by it because of the use of the N-word. And it's pervasive. It's a lot in that movie. And everybody thinks it's a very racist movie. And in truth, it's a satire and it's actually making fun of racism and saying, why is this a thing, right? But... In this movie, like, I like that they translated the themes of that, but it's much more obvious, right? Instead of it being like, oh, no, they said that word, which is very awkward to hear as much as it said. And then to take this and to make it somewhat kid-friendly and have that message be there that, you know, it doesn't matter. We're all just be good to each other. And, you know, the end, it's like, he's not a dog. He's my friend. And I just thought at the end, I was sitting there going, oh, this kind of feels good. Got me in the feels a little. Not like I was like tearing up or anything, but I, you know, I was like, oh, this is nice. This is fun. And I was giggling. So I thought that they just, they did that translation in the relationships pretty well, especially with those main three characters. Yeah. Like it definitely had a, a message to it for sure. Like if you're trying to have a movie that's watched that teaches you something, I mean, it clearly, they were trying to show that, Hey, a samurai, even at the end with how dumb Mel Brooks' character, the Shogun, like just played. He was like, oh, we're going to sign the the fat gumbo. Like what a Jimbo. dumb name. He's going to be our samurai again. And he's like, oh, the dog can't be a samurai. Then he gets on his horse lifted on by two cats, like, like an elevator, basically. <laughs> he gets on and they're like, no, like it needs to be Hank. And then he changes his mind so soon you're like, this has got to be the nicest Shogun ever. Like, how yeah. did he even make it to that point? But, I mean, they were definitely trying to show that you can be whatever you are. You don't have to put a label on that. And I'll give this movie that. Like, it definitely, you don't have to be, you could be a little dumb in the head and walk away knowing, like, hey, there doesn't need to be a division between a cat and a dog. While they look different and maybe act different in circumstances, they can still be the same thing like a samurai or you could be a cook or whatever it is and i'll give the movie that but other than that though this movie was not funny to me this movie was just predictable and i watched many many other animated movies over this movie without a doubt did it probably help jj that he had seen blazing saddles and had some comparisons i do think so because if not this is a, a low rung animated movie for me. Yeah, it certainly helped. Like, I don't think, I think if I hadn't known what I was watching, it wouldn't have been as funny. Though there Just were like some. The, the scene where they pop out of the movie theater to you, that's a little, probably a little funnier because you're like, oh, wow, like, I, I remember that scene for me. I was. I was like, okay, like that was weird that they just decided to do that. Yeah. Yeah. In Blazing Settles, it's, it's actually, I was wrong. It's, I forgot. It's not a movie theater they go into. It's another set that they're actually mm. filming the movie Blazing Saddles. That's how it got. So it's really, it's the cuts into a, the actual movie set to show that they're on a movie. So that was the difference. But yeah, I mean, it certainly helped. Like there were some moments though that were, that just had me giggling over stupid things. And I almost feel like ashamed that I laughed at like the weird telephone cats. Like that shit made me laugh. Like that, was, that made me smile. I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah. Was that about? Well, and so in my head, like it's, you know, you're doing the telephone game, that game you play in 
elementary school and you get to that point where you're like waiting for it to be screwed up in the end, but they're just talking perfectly next to each other. And then mm-hmm. here, hold the phone, <laughs> he hands it across the screen. Like, yeah, I just thought that was really silly and kind of funny to me. And then I thoroughly enjoyed sumo. I like sumo. <laughs> sumo was really funny because he's, ba- yeah, he's based on a, I'm not going to say the character's name, but there's a character in Blazing Saddles that is similar, big, dumb, and kind of kind-hearted once he's just like, oh, you're my friend. <laughs> so it's, yeah. But that's, I think that's, there were little moments that I giggled at. Like there was something else too, that there was like a sign somewhere that I laughed pretty good at, but I don't remember what it was. But then I did laugh at like during the montage where he's getting slammed into a rock over and over. Like every time he got hit, like he ended up smushed hmm. against a wall or a rock. Like that running joke made me laugh. And Ricky Gervais as the bad guy. I hated Pikachu. the cat, but Ricky Did Gervais you? is fine. Like, but the cat, I don't know, just again, just so over the top. And But that's what you, you expect in these movies. Yeah. I don't know. I just watching it kind of by myself was something I was trying to get through through the podcast. I was like, God, oh, man, like not really feeling it. But then this movie has such a good agenda on what they're trying to help society be and, and not judge each other. And I get that, but I was bored. And just knowing that with an 85 minute runtime, how many times did they have to tell me how long this, like, I mean, not long short, this movie is like, who does that? Like, why? Like, I didn't know that could be a joke that was acceptable. Yeah. It's just the joke inside the joke, inside the joke. The Super Bowl thing was a little weird. Like, I didn't get the toilet yeah, thing reference. Yeah, what was the giant, what does that have to do with cats, per se? I was like, I didn't fully grasp that. I don't know. I mean, other than the weird, like, there's like the TikToks or like the the YouTube videos of cats using a toilet, because they can be trained to use the toilet. But I didn't understand the joke in there. But it did cause me some humor. Like, when they go, when it when he says it's it's flooding... And the cats go running out, like carrying the giant plunger. I don't know why that made me laugh, but it made like I started giggling, not at the toilet joke, but at the dude running out. Oh, yeah. They, it was like a giant when you're just like, okay. And I guess jiggle the handle helps in the past with some toilets, maybe. Oh, did you not ever have that issue when you were? No. Oh, dude. Toilets, especially older versions, like not these new fancy toilets that one of my favorite things, and this is neither here nor there, but you go to like Home Depot or whatever, and you're looking at toilets and on the box, it'll be like, you can flush nine billiard balls and it won't get clogged. And I'm like, why the hell is that a selling point? Like, I I don't understand. That was a selling point for it. Yeah. It's one. uh, I don't know. I don't remember the, the brand, but there's a toilet. Like if you go to. Home Depot and Lowe's and stuff. There's a toilet that literally shows a picture of nine billiard balls. And it's like, can flush up to nine, like flush nine billiard balls and it won't get clogged. And I'm like, if that's how much you need to flush, you got bigger problems than needing a new toilet. <laughs> Just, Jesus, like, what the hell? But yeah, old toilets for you young guys, like the way that they, the whole spinny ones, like their little plunger thing, the rubber would wear out. So it wouldn't like it would get kinked as it would come down. And so there would be just a little crack. So the water could still leak into the pipe. So you had to jiggle the handle so that it would level out the plunger so that the back fills up with water. Otherwise the water just run and run and run. Cause it never filled enough to lift your, your floater up. Hmm. Now, you know, the jiggle the handle joke. 
Do toilets flush the other way on like the other side of the earth? Or is that a myth? No, the water does turn the other way in Australia for sure. Really? Uh Uh-huh. Why? I have no idea. I'm no scientist, but it does. That doesn't make any sense to me. Is it just because the water jets point the other way? Now we need to know this. (laughs) It's called a Corellius effect. It's significant in hurricanes. It's not strong enough to make toilets flush in different directions at different points on the earth. The real cause of backwards flushing toilets is just that the water jets point in the opposite direction. (laughs) Hey, that's something that I believe my whole life. So thanks for fixing my ignorance there. Heard it here first. What's our verdict? Sorry to burst your bubble there, JJ. I know. No, I just, well, it's good. At least I'm not living in ignorance anymore because we don't need that. We're we're not living in confusion. If our listeners take nothing else away from today's terrible movie, (laughs) now you know that. (laughs) There were, yeah, see, and I did love, one thing else I did love is because Samuel L. Jackson was Jimbo. He was good. All of the almost fuck, like where he kept saying words that were almost the F word. Oh, yeah. Uh, mother, father. What the mother, father, cocker, spaniels going on here? <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Well, and then the name of the town, like, Cacamucho. <laughs> Come on, that shit's great. And they said the name of the town as much as they possibly could. I'll give it that. Like, I didn't I didn't laugh, but I was like, yeah, because you already know mother. I mean, Samuel Jackson's known for his choice cuss words and mother effers um snakes on a plane to name an instance and man yeah some fun interactions between those two well and then ikachu like there was one point where because they told the line so much ikachu at some point was like he didn't say god damn it he said dog gamut (laughs) 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 and i I just felt like it all this movie, one of the things that hit me the most, and I was giggling at things that weren't funny because I love adult humor and cartoons. Like, that shit makes me laugh. So that kind of thing where they're just towing the line because you know this movie wasn't necessarily made for kids at all, and it was just funny. Yeah, yeah, you got to get a cloak it as a kid's movie, get adults to come, adults to come, but I don't think that really works in this circumstance. There's a lot of other animated movies that I think would have been more fun to experience with the kid as an adult. Sure. Yeah. I can't wait till we get our Patreon up and running and, and snuff will probably request the actual well, blazing this movie saddles. Sounds and- interesting to me now. I mean, I've heard enough about it that like, I'm like, I <laughs> it'll probably be a letdown, but <laughs> uh, to, probably to an extent where high expectations can be found with movies. Usually low reviews tend to follow. That's fair. That's it's fair. the rare occurrence that both meet, at the same point where you usually find the best movies we have ever watched. Yeah. All right. Well, it'll be a short one, but that's what happens when there's only two of us and we're reviewing a cartoon. So are you ready to rate this thing? Yeah. I mean, I don't know what else where there is to necessarily talk about. So yeah, um, no. I'm okay with pushing this one through. All right. There's so many other things our listeners can uh, listen to us on <laughs> as we're pretty active. So true. I'm sure they will be happy with a shorter review. That's true. Four or four an 85 minute movie, not counting credits. Cool. Well, I'll go first, get the, the higher score out of the way. How about that? Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> so I, you look, it's animated. We all know how we feel about animated movies. Snuff re- requested it. So we did a version of it. So, but I, I got a kick out of it. There's a level of nostalgia no matter how much I can try to defend Blazing Saddles, there's a level of discomfort that you go through watching that movie just because of how 
racism forward it is. And it's designed to do that, but it, it, it'll make you uncomfortable. It's funny and it's designed to be a satire, but this movie, I love what I loved about it is it doesn't make me uncomfortable and it still gets the message across and probably more effective in some ways and less effective in others based on the fact that there's no, there's less shock value. But at the same time, I found myself at moments going, Oh, that's a great message, especially for kids. Right. So probably more needed for adults, but it's a good message either way. And I had some fun. I giggled. There were moments I was laughing pretty hard and then there were some giggles and then there were some smiles and then there were some cringes. So I think I had all of the aspects of a good comedy covered overall. I think it was a decent movie. I'm going to give it a three and call it good there. I don't think it was anything to write home about. If I'm going to watch for that kind of satire, I'm probably going to go watch the original and then be done with it. But I did laugh. I think it was cute. Three. All right, Matson, what about you? Like as far as the animated movie goes, it's fine. <laughs> I mean, visually appealing animated movie voice acting is fine. Oh, I, I, for me, like Michael Sarah's character is kind of detracting to me. Like I did, I don't know what it is. Like, I just don't, maybe I just don't like his voice. It's just so like <laughs> soft putting like this dog was so wimpy because of his voice and everything. I don't know. Yeah. Kind of annoyed me a little bit, but overall voice acting was great. I mean, Samuel Jackson's character was awesome. He's great. Like I can't think of the last time I've seen him in an animated movie, but I'm like, all right, I could get around. They could do it again. He did. I, I was yeah. thoroughly entertained there. Visually appealing enough, they, they took some exposition that I didn't like with breaking the fourth wall. Is it's weird we are currently reviewing a show in She-Hulk that does that quite often, but this movie did that in more ways in in your face. And I was like, yeah, this is stupid. Like, it's supposed to be funny to me, uh, so I didn't really like that. And I just I thought the story, like an anime movie, was pretty predictable, but definitely got the point across. Like, we were looking to learn something from this thing. Actually, your kids be like, oh, what did you learn from that movie? I mean, it's pretty easy for them to answer what they got from that. Good, clean movie overall. Like if you're watching with your nieces, nephews, or your family, like I think you'll enjoy it to an extent and have a couple laughs. But again, there's so many other animated movies I turned to before this one. So for that matter, I'm just going to give this movie a two. Nothing special, neither hot nor extremely cold. I think if you put it on with the kids for a Friday night, like it'll be a good time, but it's nothing like a Toy Story. Fair enough. Well, there it is. That is Paws of Fury, The Legend of Hank, <laughs> and in all of its blazing samurai glory. It was fun. Matt's and tell them where else they can find this. Hey, if you want to check us out at whatsourverdict.com to see what's upcoming, message us at host at whatsourverdict via email or if you just slide into our, our DMs or interact with us on TikTok. Alex put up a, a bunch of fun content, basically just roasting his co-host. You'll know he's not here today because we fired him for his most <laughs> offensive video. That's also not true, but uh, we miss him today. We're on wherever you can listen to good podcasts, as you all know, at What's Our Verdict Reviews. Doing a ton of TV right now with uh, The Rings of Power, The House of the Dragon, She-Hulk. We're about to kick off and or here in about two weeks. And then we're sprinkling in some cool shit, dumb shit, and crazy, uh, shit. crazy shit, which is upcoming next with Alec, where we dive into another conspiracy theory that he has. So uh, lots of ways to interact with us. But we love when you all suggest things for us to watch. Sometimes it doesn't always pan out. I mean, Charles out there just knows it that I know whatever next we watch for him, I'm just going to hate him again, <laughs> but it makes for a good time. So we appreciate y'all. Mm-hmm. Yep. There it is. We appreciate you tuning in as always. And we'll catch you on the next one. Cinemagic out.